This is a fun episode. I like the scandal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little crazy. It's a little crazy. Hello, Chris. Hello, Sharon. <laughs> I feel kind of quiet because I don't want to wake Schroeder yeah, up. I know. The Poor boy little is, guy. The boy is quietly sleeping on her yeah. new bed. He was pretty anxious tonight. I hope he's okay. I'm sorry. We put him to bed. Read him a little story. Read him a bedtime story. <laughs> Lay down with him until he fell asleep. Went go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> little buddy. He's got a birthday coming up. Again? Yeah. Wow. It's happened every year for 14 years. Little buddy. I love him so much. But you know that. Yeah. I love him too. I know. Philip exercises. He gets waked up. <laughs> he does. And then he gets to do some 730. Creaky calisthenics. <laughs> yeah, his neck does not agree with his exercising. I think he's always had back problems. Yeah. I think he's had back problems most of his life. Then we get a trip to the doctor. Who we'll invites him to a party? Apparently. Philip gets invited to a lot of parties, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a partier. He's a goer. <laughs> I guess if he doesn't get invited to a party, he makes a party. Right. He's a goer. Yeah, the scene at the doctor's house, the osteopath is what they call him. Right. He tells Philip that stress and tension are largely to blame for things like back and neck pain. And that maybe he needs to loosen up a little bit. Yeah, is that what he's saying? I think so. And uh, Philip really, he appears to be itching for a dalliance, in my opinion. I don't know what that means. There's the photo of the pretty woman mm-hmm. in the office. And Philip has sort of a a randy eyebrow raised. Right. Thinking about the prospect of a pretty woman. Right. What What is a dalliance? A tryst. Um, Oh. Romantic relationship. Oh. Why don't you just say affair? I chose the word dalliance. Where did you learn that word? Where do you learn words like that, Chris? I know the best word. (laughs) Huge. Bigly. And what happens next? Oh, stuff happens. Um, And then isn't... Is it one year later after that? It is. It's, it's one year later. There's some, some time passing. Um, and the woman in the photograph is being interviewed. Yes. I wrote interrogated. Interrogated but, is a better, a little bit better word, I think. But interviewed, I think, probably applies too. Okay. The woman in the picture is Christine Keeler, who was a friend of Stephen Ward, who is the osteopath. And she's being asked about a photograph 
She's being asked to identify the back of the head of a mystery man. Maybe you should put some shorts on or something if you want to keep fighting evil today. At a party at Stephen Ward's. They think it is John Perfumo who was Secretary of State of War. Okay. Also in the photo, with presumably John Perfumo and Christine Keeler, who is a sex worker, is a Russian spy. Oh. Well, now it is a party. Now it is a party. So we're intercutting this scene with um, the Prime Minister in Scotland doing some hunting. Right. There's a press conference, I guess, or something. Because all the press are there and they're all asking questions. And the PM is talking about how Perfumo is innocent. and Right. He believes him 100% or whatever. Right. So this is the, the beginnings of a nasty political scandal. Yes, very much so. And then I wrote, uh, the queen is pregnant again, and Philip is out partying again. How does she keep getting pregnant if they don't sleep in the same bed? I don't know. I mean, I know how she keeps getting pregnant. They don't got to sleep for her to get pregnant. I know. It all seems very awkward, though. It does. Sleeping in different beds. But yes, she's pregnant. He's partying. Meanwhile, Maggie's pregnant, too. Yes. And Snowden's party off partying. Too. Well, he's off working. But By she knows how, she, how he works. By Snowden, do you mean Ozymandias? I'm not a comic book villain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Ozymandias as the character of Snowden. Snowden only had a large genetically modified cat. Mm. Round out that really nicely. Sure. All he's got is his motorcycle. It's on his motorcycle, though. I'd rather have that than a cat. Sure. Yes, yeah, so they are expecting again, and they're building a new apartment or rebuilding an existing apartment. Yeah, I think they're remodeling. Liz visits to voice Princess Marina's displeasure. Princess Marina is Philip's cousin. Okay. Her displeasure at the noise and comings and goings. And I guess there's a lot of apartments in that building. Because they rattled off a few other people who were. Yeah. Who weren't very happy with the noise. Seems like they had close neighbors. Yeah. Which was weird. I wrote down that Liz stops by to have a sniping contest with Margaret. Because <laughs> they were very snippy at each they other. They were very snippy at each other. Of course, they're both pregnant. Well, yeah. Who can blame them? I certainly can. And in their conversation, Margaret does say that she thinks the mystery man in the photo is Philip. Mm. He does sort of have a Philip-shaped back of his head. The slope of his shoulders, as Margaret pointed out. Mm, sure. Which I agree with. That's what Philip likes. And by this time, Perfumo has admitted to having an affair with Christine Keeler. And admitted to being at the party, right? He did not admit to being in the photo. Right, but at the party. Don't know about that. Okay. Can't remember. Anyway, he ends up resigning. Right. Because he did admit to having the affair. And then the PM tries to resign as well because he's like, well, I'm 
I'm his boss and I messed up. So yeah, but Liz, and Liz tells is him like, no, to not to. Yeah. 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 Thanks. No, thanks. And besides, she's going to Balmoral to rest during her pregnancy. Her doctor said that she is low on vitamin K or B12. Iron. Yeah. Iron. iron, whichever. And needs to rest, which I guess means gardening at Balmoral. <laughs> Light gardening. She did a lot of standing and looking at the mountains as well. She did a lot of face acting in this episode. That's she for did. sure. A lot of sad face acting. A lot of melancholy, moody face acting this time around. Yeah. But she's very good at it. She is very good. It it makes me sad to see her so sad. Yeah. Did you cry? Only on the inside. <laughs> and then, of course, Philip is off in a different direction. Yes. Oh, completely. And then we have a little interlude where the PM's wife goes to see. They have such a weird a relationship. Comedy show. They have a very strange relationship. <laughs> She's. It's just very funny. Um, do you know who the comedy act was? No. It was Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. Really? Yeah. That's who that was supposed to be. That's awesome. And then they have a couple other people in the troupe that they used to. To work with but. they were the ones that wrote the original version of bedazzled that i told you about really when we watched the more modern version of the film bedazzled the other day mm-hmm. the one with elizabeth hurley and brendan fraser the devil one the devil one okay. yeah the lady devil okay. so remember she comes up to him on the beach and she's got her dogs and she and her dogs are named um dudley and peter Sorry, they're such little devils. Come on, you naughty boys. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That's super sweet. Wow, that's quite a crossover, isn't it? It is. That's funny. The comedians are yes. picking fun at the queen and the PM, and everyone yes. laughs. They did a lot of really good intercutting of scenes in this episode. Yeah. It like, makes it very difficult to talk about. It's true. But they did it really, really well. But it makes these scenes very impactful. Mm-hmm. PM and his wife are talking about the comedy show uh-huh. and they're intercutting that with her at the comedy show. Right. And then at the comedy show with her boyfriend of 30 years. Right. Later on, he actually goes, the prime minister actually goes uh-huh. to the show and experiences some some of the laughter for himself and also at himself. And he has a real moment. I liked how they put all that stuff together. And it's really neat because they're, they're also putting in scenes of Elizabeth being sad at Balmoral. So the music is sad, but then you get this laughter in the middle of all of it. Yes. It's really beautifully awkward. And this is, this is, we're right at the point where the note I made was because there's also the the trial is happening the trial of the osteopath that's right so there's there's a big intercutting scene with the trial with the pm at the comedy show Mm -hmm. with liz on the train right and the music is all going the the barrister is is yelling at the accused like he's giving his statement he called him the moral rot of british society yeah 
so there, <laughs> which I thought was really strong. There was this big crescendo of of music and dialogue and face acting going on. It was really a brilliant scene <laughs> and laughter and yeah, it was yeah, it yeah. was great. Really good. It was great. Be in no doubt, he is a thoroughly filthy fellow. therefore in the highest public interest that you do your duty and return a verdict of guilty on this indictment. To pull in the trial, Ward's trial, he was charged with immorality offenses. Mm, right. And then the next scene is him passed out, surrounded by booze and pills mm. and broken photographs. Yes. Yeah. So they adjourned the court session for the evening. And I guess he just went home and tried to drink himself to death and apparently mm-hmm. succeeded. Took him three days. All right. So real life. Hit me. Stephen Ward, the osteopath, mm-hmm. introduced Christine Keeler, the 19 year old sex worker right. to Profumo. Okay. Who was the secretary of state of Florida. Profumo and Christine had an affair. Okay. Often at Ward's home mm. because Ward had kind of taken Christine under his wing. I don't think the two of them ever had anything going on. I think he just really liked her and felt bad for her. So Ward was also friends with Yevgeny Ivanov, a Soviet military attache intelligence officer, which drew Ward to the attention of British intelligence, who sought to use him in an attempt to secure Ivanov's defection. Okay. So then Ivanov meets Christine Keeler. Right. Starts to have an affair with her. Profumo ends his relationship with Keeler. Okay. With Christine. At first denying it, but then later on he did admit to the affair. So where British intelligence was really concerned was that Profumo was telling secrets to Christine, who may have then been telling the secrets to Ivanov. Sure. That's where the whole, that's when things really got. Right. It was when that chain of affairs happened that the government got really super interested. I wonder if they based some of the plot of the Americans off of this particular scandal. Because this sounds like an episode of the Americans. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So... Perfumo admits the affair. He resigns. And that's when the police begin to investigate Ward, the osteopath. June 1963, he was charged with, like I said, immorality offenses and committed to trial. Mm -hmm. The trial was in July 1963. Okay. Ward was abandoned by his society friends and exposed to the contempt and hostility of the prosecuting counsel and judge, as we discussed earlier. Mm. Most of the charges were dismissed, but he was convicted on two counts of living off of immoral earnings. Ah. 
Before the verdict was announced, Ward took an overdose of sleeping pills and died three days later. In 2014, the trial verdict was put under review, but in 2017, the commission decided not to refer the case to the Court of Appeal. As of 2017? Right. Okay. After he died in 63. Still a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! So that was the IRL stuff. The film Scandal in 1989 uh-huh. was about the Perfumo affair. Okay. Ward was played by John Hurt. Is it Andrew Lloyd Webber that you're not a big fan of? Yes. Yeah. Not personally, just his artistic work. Oh, okay. Well, he wrote Stephen Ward the musical. Oh. Well, I'll put that on my do not watch list. Which opened in December of 2013 and closed in 2014. So you may not be able to watch it anyway. There wasn't much time for filming in there. Right. The end. Of the real life stuff. Oh, other real life thing. I thought this was the end. At this is the postscript. Postscript. All right. P.S. Philip met Stephen Ward when Philip was in the Navy. So I don't know if the crown like Decided to do the whole, I need to see an osteopath thing just to make it easy, which I understand. Or if Philip really did see him as an osteopath because he was like, oh, well, I've got this old friend that I could go see about this neck thing. I'm just saying Philip knew him for a long time. Sure. So partying with him wasn't, not that partying for Philip is out of the ordinary anyway, but. Sure. They they tend to not answer the questions around Philip in this show. They tend to leave a lot of that stuff up in the air because because we don't really it's know. speculation anyway, which is fine because it really adds to mystery you know, the drama around mm-hmm. the character, the show character anyway. Right. But then also like it's it, it might be easier just to introduce characters by saying, oh, my neck hurts. Let's go to the osteopath. Sure. Then, yeah, and I get that. Well, I've got an old Navy, but Navy buddy. Yeah, I totally get that. So lots of tension in this episode. What? Tension between Liz and Philip? What? Say it isn't so. The, the dreaded mustache Michael drops a bomb on Liz that, that Philip actually knew the doctor. Yeah. And there was a portrait in his apartment. This is after the doctor, after the osteopath dies. Mm-hmm. They discover the portrait of Philip that he drew. Michael. And that that he was coming and going from Ward's home as well. Michael is funny to me because he's, he's great at this look. Like he's got something to say. He's like, well, here's the easy bits to say. And he he saves the tough stuff for last. And then he just sort of strains and eventually bucks up the courage to actually say the thing that's on his mind. Yeah. And I really wish he wasn't like that. The actor does it so well. Like, he does. He really does. But Liz isn't one to shoot the messenger ever. She knows. She always kind of shoots him as messenger, though. How so? She gets very short with him at the end. I mean. I, I know she's not really shooting the messenger. Yeah. But like, I, I feel like he's so timid because. He's going to kind of get yelled at by the queen and he doesn't kind of want to get yelled at by the queen. Right. 
And then he kind of gets yelled at by the queen. Gets yelled at by the queen. So then he kind of, you know, he bows and takes two steps back and then walks away. Right. So, I mean, none of this shit is his fault. He can just say it to the queen. Right. He doesn't want her to be hurt, though. And then it snows. Oh, man. I could sit and look at that shot of Claire Foy at Balmoral in the snow, mm-hmm. you know, slightly overcranked. I could look at that all day Aww. long. It was such a beautiful shot. It was. Yes, it really, really was. But it just, it's heart wrenching how sad she is in this her little episode. Headscarf on. Her little Love headscarf her little on. Headscarf. And her, her little sad puppy dog eyes. So the PM's got a tumor. A tumor was starting to get big enough to be called a threamer. <laughs> <laughs> and this time he really does resign. He's been trying to resign for a fucking yeah. five years. Yeah. And she won't let him. He resigns for really He's real. He's like, oh, here's a great reason. Oh. oh, here's a great reason to resign. Oh, shit. I thought it was great. He had this wonderful look on his face because they freaking wheeled him in the room on his hospital bed. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't care what you say. I'm quitting. Yeah. I'm barely strong enough to get out of bed. So they just wheeled me in. And she's all like, it wasn't malignant. <laughs> he's, he's just sitting there relaxing. You baby. Like going, yeah, you're not talking me out of this one. Yo, whippersnapper. <laughs> But Liz does kind of give him the what for. And then Philip shows up at Balmoral. Where I wrote down where he and Liz sleep in separate bedrooms still. But I think they're in different houses completely. It sort of seemed like she has her own little house. Yeah. And then there's the main house. Like it's really a guest house. Right. He went to Balmoral. And she's like, I was supposed to be doing this alone. And so he turned around and walked back down the driveway. Right. And then they showed each of them going to bed alone. Right. And then the next scene was him looking across the valley to the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went back over. You know what I was thinking during this scene was like, the next time we go to Scotland, Mm -hmm. you and I, Mm -hmm. we should just go to Balmoral. Right. That's the place that that Prince Charles has turned into a bed and breakfast. Right. But I mean, like the castle, like the pal, the, the fortress part, like we should just go. Well, yeah. Drive up to the gates and be like, uh, we're Americans. Can we just like <laughs> hang out here for a little bit? We're lost. <laughs> Is the queen here? Does she have a map? Like. Does she have time? Like, can we have tea? Like, we'll be just in and out. It didn't work very well when we went to Camp David. So it did I don't know how that would work at Palmore. Well, it's been a while since I've been really interested in actually getting into Camp David. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. I mean, it's right down the road. I know. You can drive right to it. I'm pointing right at it. I mean, it's just a sign that says. Entry only by permission. Beware jackasses. Yeah, you probably shouldn't drive down that road. 
So yeah, uh, Philip shows up at Balmoral and they have quite a conversation. Mm-hmm. At first, he's very kind to her. He he he's a mix of kind and dismissive. Yeah, and he, he usually does this to her. And also, I kind of dislike this about the show is he usually gets a chance to speech his way out of whatever he has done. And he can say something nice to Liz. Mm -hmm. And she looks at him and goes, oh, Philip. And then they're friends again. (laughs) Right. So she brings up his osteopath. Yeah. She brings it all up. She's like, here it is. She brings up the old the ballerina. Remember the ballerina? Yeah. She's still toting that bitch around. And he didn't have one goddamn word to say. And he didn't say a single thing. He did. He did not confirm nor deny. He did not anything. He did say that Ward was his doctor and that was it. He did. He got a little defensive. And again, of course, this is all. It's all, you know, it's TV, right? It's not real life. We don't really know what happens in these conversations. But he got a little defensive, said he was just his doctor. And he denies being the mystery man. Denied being the mystery man. And she's sad. She's very sad. And then he's kind of repentant. A little bit. But then, I mean, this is the end, right? We're. Yeah. We're at the end. So the kids are born. Mm -hmm. And then we get to this great scene. I love this character. Uh The the impressive photographer. You know, he's got all this flouncy, fabulous language about, you know, how the royal family is. Yeah. They're just, he's just spewing this beautiful nonsense about how they're, they're amazing people or whatever. And you hear all of this before you really see anything. Yeah. Cause just like regular things are happening. Like they're having a double christening and then right. Liz and Margaret are walking down yeah. the hallway to the next thing. Right. They don't even have the baby. Someone else is dealing with the fucking kids, but it makes and sense. You hear this great, yeah. this great over talk and about, how majestic and wonderful the royal family is. Right. And it, it turns out it's the photographer. It makes so much sense to give that guy he's so the cool. dialogue for the end of this episode because it's such good dialogue. And he's got a great voice for it. He does. But then, of course, like we get there, we get to the actual photography session. Mm-hmm. And the kids are all running around screaming and Philip's <laughs> yelling at him, trying to get him to sit the, sit their asses down. Elizabeth is just sort of staring, uh-huh. facing front. Holding the baby. Got this sad look on her face. She's the only one that's not moving. Everyone else is moving. Yeah. And she's not. It was really, it was really cool. Really impactful. Yes. And really, like, it's a really gut-wrenching episode for me. Yeah. But I love this show. Yeah. You know, I don't love the character of Philip. I think he's a jerk. I love the character of the queen for, for her reasons. Mm-hmm. Love the character of Margaret mm-hmm. for her reasons. He's my favorite. My favorite thing in this episode uh-huh. was there was a there was a bit where Tony and Margaret 
and Philip were all kind of at the palace. They were right. all at Buckingham. Um, but the queen had already gone back to Balmoral. Mm-hmm. So I guess this was right before Philip went to go see her there. Tony is lying on the floor, smoking a cigarette. Like you, know, you do. Margaret is staring out the window like she does. Philip walks in and they all kind of talk. And uh, I don't remember what they were talking about, but there was this great moment where Philip turns to look at Tony on the floor. Uh-huh. And, you know, Tony just gives him this big eye roll, just kind of like, I don't know, pal, I'm dealing with it too. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was such a great moment. Yeah. I'm going to miss them. I'm going to miss them too. I'm going to miss them a lot. Yeah. I'm going to miss Vanessa Kirby the most. I'm going to kind of miss Claire Foy, but I think because I understand that everybody's aging in the next season. Claire Foy's much too young for that. But right. I just love Vanessa Kirby so much in this role. I think she's amazing in this role. She really was. And I think she makes such a great Margaret. I think the two of them were clearly the stars yeah. of these first two seasons. Yeah. Even though I don't think Margaret got quite enough airtime as she deserved. She but it's had not, some entire I know she did. Episodes. I know she did. And she had some great episodes. She'll have more episodes. Yeah, of course. I know. And it's really not about her. It's about the crown. So. Right. I haven't looked to see who plays Snowden. Do you know? I do not know. Tony. I'm gonna find out right now. Watch me find out right now. No, I haven't. I haven't spent much time looking at the cast at all for season three. I know it's been out for quite a while at this point, but oh, I forgot that Tobias Menzies is Prince Philip. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Ben Daniels plays Snowden. I wonder if he's related to C three PO. House of Cards. Was General Merrick in Rogue One? Oh. So he is in Star Wars. He must be related to C3PO. <laughs> I don't know if that's how that works, Chris. Well, Anthony Daniels played C3PO. Oh, right, right, right. Churchill comes back in season three. Really? That's fun. So what'd you think of this episode? I loved it. What'd you think of the season? Oh, gosh. It was good. It was sad. It was sad. It was sad. Some real ups and downs in this season. For yeah. Me. Yeah. And next season is going to be a lot. I think it's going to be a lot of Prince Charles. Mm. I guess that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm only getting that from the preview, so. Right. Obviously, I haven't watched any of it. I'm excited. Well, I'm super looking forward to watching it. We'll see season. what happens in two weeks. See what happens in two weeks. So for now, uh, thank you to the listeners. All six of you. I think we have seven now. I think we've made exactly this joke before. It's not a joke. <laughs> These are real numbers, people. Also true. We love every one of you. Um, thank you to Jenny Parrott for our wonderful theme music. Thanks, Jenny Parrott. Well, I got. That's the case. And God save the queen. God save the queen. Totally to your time. The podcast where the-
now we're doing this again. Oh, look, tiny little peeks. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing with Sharon Emery.